Welcome to Destination DIY. I'm Julie Sabatier. Our Inventor series has taken us into the past to learn about Yalmer Vam, an enthusiastic Norwegian skier who came up with the first quick-release ski binding. Boom with Vam and have no fear. And we've looked towards the future with teen inventors inspired by everything from Shark Week to synaptic transistors. When I saw the result, I just sat there gleefully just enjoying the moment. I probably didn't touch anything for the next half hour. This month, we've got both feet firmly planted in the present as we bring you the story of Helen Anderson. She's a nurse and an inventor who balanced new motherhood with her passion to invent a device to help other moms. That's coming up in a moment. But first... Destination DIY is excited to announce that we've officially joined Maximum Fun. It's an artist-owned, listener-supported network of awesome shows like Bullseye, Judge John Hodgman, Lady to Lady, One Bad Mother, and a ton of others. This show won't change. You'll still get the podcast in exactly the same ways, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all your favorite apps. Our website will look a little different. And Maximum Fun will help us reach more listeners and hopefully make fundraising a little easier. That means we can keep making shows for your ears and the ears of your friends. We're so happy to be joining this awesome team. DIY means doing yourself. Sometimes I can do without help. DIY means I try to do it all by myself. Helen Anderson is a woman who gets things done. As an ER nurse and a mother of three, she kind of has to be. She also teaches part-time in the medical assistant program at a community college in McMinnville, Oregon. McMinnville is in the northwest corner of the state, about an hour and a half from Portland. Helen drives in for her classes from the farm where she lives with her family. We have 10 acres outside of McMinnville and a big garden. We have a couple of goats now, which the kids love. And my husband wants to get a pig this year, and I think we, we're all agreed that we're going to do that. So that'll be a new adventure for us. Helen is no stranger to new adventures. The day before I sat down with her, she had just completed the Hood to Coast Relay Race, where teams of people compete in a race that spans 200 miles from Oregon's Mount Hood to the Pacific Coast. And a few years ago, she invented something no one had ever thought of before. It's sold in six continents and in about 450 stores just here in North America. The great thing about this product was that there is no competition for it. There is nothing out there that it competes with or takes market share from. It's called the Milk Saver. Helen discovered the need for a product like this shortly after she started breastfeeding her second child. I had a real fear of running out of milk of not having enough in the freezer and my husband having to um, feed formula. Formula's not evil or anything. Helen would be the first to tell you that. She actually supplemented her first son's diet with formula. But breast milk is just so awesome. She really wanted to see if she could save enough milk to avoid formula the second time around. Breast milk naturally helps to strengthen an infant's immune system. And it stimulates the release of oxytocin. Sometimes called the bonding hormone, oxytocin basically sets off a love bomb in the mother's brain. Mothers who breastfeed also have a decreased risk of breast and ovarian cancers. And babies who are breastfed have a lower risk of obesity later in life. 
The U.S. government did the math and estimated that if 90% of mothers breastfed their babies exclusively for the first six months, it would save the country an estimated $13 billion a year. That's billion with a B. For all those reasons and many more, Helen wanted to breastfeed her son. But she was having trouble managing the schedule of pumping at work and feeding at home. I would set my alarm for four in the morning and get up and pump because I had to have milk in the freezer. And she had this other problem. I remember going back to work in the ER and, of course, everybody asking, how do you like being a mom? And I would say, well, I think my boobs created more of a mess than the baby did (laughs) because I was leaking all over my shirts and my bras and everything. Obviously, the baby can only use one boob at a time. But the reflex to release breast milk, known as letdown, often happens on both sides at once. So Helen was facing one of nature's ridiculous ironies. Her milk was soaking through a stack of breast pads every feeding. But at the same time, she was worried that she wouldn't be able to save enough milk to feed her son while she was at work. And Helen's not alone. Once I kind of got out there and started talking to people about it, I realized I had a lot of company in the the wet shirt club. (laughs) This was the inspiration for the milk saver. Yeah, I actually made the prototype out of cardboard with the glue gun and then a breast milk storage bag that I had at home. And of course, I was I tested all the prototypes and I used it and there was milk that was collected in there. And I was thrilled because it actually worked. The concept worked. You could put something in your bra. You could, you know, be nursing your baby and then without really any effort, have milk stored and collected. So that was really cool. The final version of the Milk Saver is a far cry from that first prototype. But the concept is basically the same. It's a clear sort of silicone-like material, and it's I think of it as sort of like a nursing pad that has a reservoir inside, and it has a hole where your nipple fits through, and then um, the milk drips down into a reservoir that's that's hidden inside the Milk Saver. And then when that's ready to be emptied, you just take it and dump the milk into any container or you can use it for cereal or add it to your stored milk for the day, add it to your pumped milk or whatever you need. And we're talking about baby cereal. Baby cereal, right. (laughs) Probably not your Frosted Flakes. (laughs) When you said your cereal, I just want to be totally clear. It took about a year and a half for the Milk Saver to hit the market. And as you can imagine, that was not an easy time for Helen. I had never developed a product when I started. I had no business experience at all. I didn't even really know anybody that had started a business. And don't forget, she had a new baby and a toddler at home. I would make a pot of coffee when they went to bed. Helen says that really cut into the time she was used to spending with her husband. She also felt kind of scattered during the day, trying to keep up with her kids while fielding phone calls and emails about the milk saver. I've been on both sides of that. Now I see that I didn't have much balance in my life at that time. And I'm just grateful that everybody kind of stuck through it with me. It also had a financial impact on her family. I was not working. I was home on maternity leave with my second. And then I talked my husband into giving me some time to um, for us to be a one-income family and for me to work on this business. And uh, we just tightened our belts and gave it a shot. Helen took business boot camp classes and started talking to a patent attorney. She also did what you have to do when you're learning how to do something you've never done before. She made mistakes. Yeah, my first web designer, I found him on Craigslist, met him in a coffee shop, talked about the web design, 
gave him his money up front and never heard from him again. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, well, you know, I just found another web designer that was recommended <laughs> by somebody. Um, and, you know, that was just a bump in the road initially. But it was kind of a bummer in the beginning. Another bummer for a woman working on a device that's really only relevant to women. Every part of product development is male-dominated. I had to call up, you know, different product designers and um, different manufacturers, and we had to talk about, I have a product for moms that are breastfeeding. And there was a lot of times when the phone would just be quiet then after that. (laughs) One thing that definitely worked in Helen's favor was geography. Year after year, Oregon has some of the highest breastfeeding rates in the country. The latest statistics from the CDC show that 92% of Oregon women have some experience with breastfeeding, and 40% are still relying on the boob when their babies are a year old. That's roughly 30% higher than the national average. And then when I introduce the product nationally, people say, oh, yeah, of course you're from Oregon if you have breastfeeding products. You know, that's just what you guys do there. Like, everybody breastfeeds just on the street. It's something that Oregon is kind of known for. You're tuned to Destination DIY. Coming up, what happens when an invention goes from a great idea to an actual product? This morning we're joined by the inventor of the Milky's Milk Saver. And if you missed any of the other episodes from our Inventor series, you can find them now at our SoundCloud page on iTunes or at DestinationDIY.org. I threw a backflip, the tips of my skis caught the snow, and I face-planted and proceeded to yard sale all over the mountain. I remember looking at the data, and my first response was, oh my gosh, it worked! So the Milk Saver hits the market in 2008. As you may recall, not a great time for the economy. But as it turns out, health and baby products are sort of recession-proof. Helen traveled around to trade shows with her prototype and managed to get about 1,000 pre-sales. When the milk savers started rolling off the assembly line, she was a one-woman sales department. And I didn't have anybody that was shipping for me, so I had to ship everything. If we went on vacation, we would have to take printers and product and boxes. And if we went camping, which we do quite a bit, I would have to ask my husband, is there Wi-Fi? Because we can't stay anyplace that doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> because I, I can't take a day off. The Milk Saver was featured on mommy blogs and morning TV talk shows. It even ended up in the pages of Us Weekly. That's right. This segment's for all you moms out there. This morning we're joined by the inventor of the Milky's Milk Saver. It's one of those inventions where you go, why didn't I think of that? I guess if I had thought of it, it would have been a little bit creepy, so better you. <laughs> She also made this mini infomercial for her website. Accumulating extra milk sounds easy with the milk saver, and I'm going to need that stored milk when I go back to work, or just out for the evening with my husband. And you're helping the environment by not using disposable nursing pads or formula. Just think of all the time and energy you'll save by not washing, drying, and folding all those leaked-on shirts and milk-soaked towels. Okay, so the video's a little cheesy, but it gets the point across. Oh, and if you're wondering what those little grunting noises were, Helen is breastfeeding her son Henry throughout the video. Anyway, nursing moms responded. They started buying the Milk Saver, and they wanted to tell the world what they thought about it. Here's Erin from Ontario, Canada. It's the coolest thing ever. So I used it all day yesterday, and what I found at the end of the day was that I had five ounces of milk saved. That's a lot, if you think about it. 
Mandy, who describes herself in her YouTube profile as a breastfeeding, cloth-diapering, baby-wearing, working mama, is also a big fan. She recorded her review just three days after her daughter was born. And this is how much milk I got um, from the side that I did not feed from. <laughs> if I didn't think to go grab it, I would have lost all this milk. Yeah, you can see it. It's two ounces. That's insane. <laughs> I can't I can't believe it. Some of the YouTube moms, like Jennifer AJ072806, were a little skeptical about the product's claims. It says that you can wear it in public, it's portable, but honestly, you can see this under your shirt. I mean, seriously. And of course, with any new invention, there's a certain amount of user error. What happens almost every single time I wear it is I bend over and it just spills out the top and just dumps all over the place. That's Heidi Kim, a dedicated YouTuber with multiple channels. She told her 10,000-plus subscribers that she wouldn't buy the Milk Saver again. But when she bought it, she didn't exactly understand how it was intended to be used. So what I thought I was going to be able to do with this is just wear it. Like, I could just wear it at night when I leak a lot or wear it when I'm at work and I don't have a lot of time to pump. And so thinking that that was what I was going to use it for, I was kind of like, this is stupid. Uh, But then I read the instructions. But what about all those people who don't read the instructions? That's what Soledad Iniguez is worried about. Soledad is a women's health nurse practitioner and director of lactation services at Oregon Health and Science University. She breastfed her own kids, and she's been counseling nursing moms for more than 20 years. She had not heard of the Milk Saver before, and she was somewhat skeptical about the need for it. She says that in her experience, a lot of new moms will leak during the first few weeks while they're still adjusting to their baby's rhythm of feeding. But after that, it's not such a big problem. Most of the time we ask them to just press gently on the nipple while your baby's breastfeeding on the other breast, and usually the leaking stops. It doesn't happen throughout the breastfeeding experience for the majority of women. And so it would be a device that'd be short-term or maybe for women when they go back to work. Okay, so she's not going to become the next spokesperson for the milk saver. But Soledad says she does see how it could be helpful for some nursing moms. If the leaking is a problem and it bothers the mom or the baby needs extra milk, we need to maximize what the baby's taking I would say, let's save every every drop and give back to baby. But overall, seems like a good idea. Seems like a good idea. Um, I question the cost for some women. The Milk Saver retails for $25 to $30, which is roughly equal to the cost of a large can of formula. Soledad has a point. That doesn't exactly fit everyone's budget. In 2009, the USDA approved the Milk Saver for use in the WIC program. The acronym stands for Women, Infants, and Children, and it's aimed at helping low-income families. WIC clinics can get milk savers at a 50% discount and supply them for free to nursing moms. You're tuned to Destination DIY, the show about all kinds of creativity. Are you working on something right now while you listen to the show? Are you painting, cooking, maybe building a spacesuit? Because we want to hear about it. We want to hear about the creative projects you work on while you listen to this podcast. Give us a call and leave a message at 971-266-3496. 
That's 971-266-DIY6. Or record a voice memo and email it to info at destinationdiy.org. Tell us your name, where you're calling from, and what you're working on while you listen. And you just might hear yourself on a future episode. In 2013, Helen sold Milkies, the company she created to produce the Milk Saver. I was able to approach a company that I thought would do a great job with it and would let me have what I think of as kind of an open adoption. (laughs) Fairhaven Health is based in Bellingham, Washington. The company sells pregnancy tests and all kinds of natural fertility supplements like evening primrose oil and a vitamin called OvaBoost. Now, all of the nursing products the company offers are branded as Milkies. Some of those are products that Helen created, like the Milk Saver, and a freezer storage system for breast milk. Helen says the bottom line is that the products that carry the Milky's label have to meet a certain standard. Which is really environmentally friendly, something that is different than what's out there, really easy to use, and genuinely helpful. Do you think of yourself as an inventor? I guess I do. I wouldn't put that, like, on my tombstone or anything, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I do kind of think of myself that way, that if there's a problem, I think I want to come up with a solution to it that maybe hasn't been done before. And so I guess I would consider myself an inventor. Yeah. Helen says she didn't make a lot of money from the sale of the company. She still picks up some shifts as an ER nurse, but the bulk of her work hours are spent on product development at Fairhaven Health. There's a lot she doesn't miss about running a business herself. The budgeting and um, inventory and just sort of all of that day-to-day housekeeping stuff. And the position I'm in now, I don't do that anymore. I get to wake up every day and do what I want. What she wants is to keep working with WIC to get the milk saver to low-income moms who want to use it. And of course, she wants to keep doing what inventors do best, come up with and develop new ideas. She's got a few in the works right now, including a new kind of breast pad. Instead of soaking it, and then you have to go wash it and it dries, it has spongy material inside. So you soak it, you squeeze it out in the sink, put it back in, and you're ready to go again. And she's also working on a redesign of the Milk Saver. We're taking our, all of our customer feedback and reviews, and we're going to sort of take all those to heart and see what we can do to kind of make everybody happy. Remember Heidi, who complained about spillage? I bend over and it just spills out the top and just dumps all over the place. That's probably our most frequent comment. And we have some good ways that we're working on to try to make, uh, make it closed without putting another piece in there. Because as a mom, I know I don't want pieces to lose. I don't want pieces to wash. <laughs> you know, I want to have everything be as simple and as together as possible. Other reviewers also had feedback for Helen. What I found is that it's really big. It's kind of like... Um, like rubbery. Soledad, the lactation consultant, says Helen should also consider women's anatomical differences. I was just thinking about the size of the opening of the device. The women's bodies are all different. The nipples are different size, different shapes, different angles. The ducts uh, uh, empty at the base of the nipple or on the tip of the nipple. That's something to think about. Well, that's all good feedback. And I think it's great. It's fun to be in a position now where I can go back and read what people want and then maybe hopefully give them a product that they're just going to be, like, knock their socks off. It's still in the redesign phase. 
So it'll be a little while before the new and improved Milk Saver hits the market. This has obviously changed your life in so many ways. What would you say is the most significant change? The most significant change? I, I guess I feel like I've done something with my life. I, I guess always wanted to kind of create something, you know, and I really feel when I talk to people that have used it or people that help moms with breastfeeding and they talk about my product as something that's helpful, I get tears in my eyes about it because I really feel like I get to be there with those moms in a way, you know, part of me is there at that really special moment for them when they're feeding their baby. Helen says starting Milkies and getting the Milk Saver to the market did a lot for her self-confidence. You know, having that experience of I can do that makes me feel like I can almost do anything because it was really hard. And that empowerment extends to the rest of her family. She says her boys are already inventing things. They're always coming up with different ideas of stuff that they want to do. And I wonder if they'd be the same way if I hadn't have had the whole Milky's journey. But I like to think maybe they're a little more confident in their ideas and can kind of see that, you know, just because something's not out there doesn't mean it's not a great idea and it shouldn't be out there. Helen is proof of that. She was able to make something useful to help women do something we've been doing for thousands of years. And I think we can all agree that in this case, necessity was the mother of invention. Thanks for tuning in to Destination DIY. Our production team includes engineer Brian Kramer, editor Laura Haddon, producer Jamie Cuddy, intern Sasha Peters, and me, Julie Sabatier. Gray Ann created the Destination DIY theme song. Additional music in this episode comes from Seth Lorenzi at Two Track Mind. We get legal help from Cole Haver. Funding for the Oregon Inventor Series comes from the Regional Arts and Culture Council. Support for Destination DIY also comes from Leanne Locker and Associates, crafting strategic arts and letters for good. More information is at leannlocker.com. And we couldn't do what we do without the support of our super awesome listeners like Peter Walters. Letterbuck, Peter. Hi, this is Peter Walters from Pendleton, Oregon. The Destination DIY podcast is available for free pretty much any way you want it. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and of course, you can always find them at DestinationDIY.org. You'll find photos, audio archives, and all kinds of web-only content. The team dishes out DIY news and other findings via Twitter and Facebook. Just look for Destination DIY. And don't forget, it's not too late to support the show like I did. Just look for the Please Donate link on the website, DestinationDIY.org. D-I-Y. Thanks for listening. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.